0: So, Lawrence Kenwright, here we are again. Uh, must be six months since the last time we were chatting together. I guess a lot has happened since then. I know a lot's happened with me and um, I know a lot's happened in Liverpool. I'm sure a lot's happened with you. Tell us how you've been and what you've been up to.
1: Well, I've submerged myself into a little bit like Liverpool politics. Um, I've tried to understand all the various layers of what's been going on. And I've been quite upset at how the city has delivered a verdict or non-verdict on the transgressions of the politicians that represent the people that voted them into power. I think I was uh, quite excited when the Max Caller came out. Mm. The report, that is. And, and that's what then, we
0: discussed on the last podcast, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: but that is, that's the litmus a uh, test if you like for what's transpired up to that point. Now we have a situation of not knowing what's gone on uh, and I'm trying to piece that together because I do believe the worst thing for the city is to be left in some sort of quagmire where we don't know what's going on or whether our politicians are fraudulent or corrupt, whether our businessmen have been involved in that and just whether it really we should continue on with the same political people that we have who control the city now. Because I believe if Joe Anderson is guilty, and that's not for me to say, that the mechanism that supported Joe is still in power. And that raises questions as to why Keir Starmer hasn't uh, actually gone to the team that supported Joe and suspended them as well. Because clearly if Joe was getting suspended from the party, he have to stand down. Are we saying that he'd done this on his own? Well, clearly not so on that basis. Who else did? And now that Labour Party are now in total control over the investigation internally, uh, as Steve Rotherham as the Mayor is now the chair, are we now saying that Labour Party are gonna bring to the people of the city the transgressions of that Labour Party? Or do we think they're gonna bury bury them underneath the rug, and I think possibly that is the case. Because last time we spoke, we kind of covered a lot of topics, and uh,
0: we went into some level of detail in relation to the multiple police investigations into Liverpool City Council. I think there was three investigations that we talked about. And we talked about the Max Call report, which is the government's commissioned report into the fraud and corruption in Liverpool City Council, I guess. And um, we talked about Joe Anderson's arrest and all of the other things, and it seems six months later that nothing has happened in terms of anyone being brought to justice or this investigation into the corruption of the council doesn't seem to have progressed. Feels like it's another case of sweeping it under the under the carpet. Now, in terms of the police investigation, has that? made any further progress or is that just
1: kind of faded off into the background well the first investigation was operation Sheridan, yeah um which was nothing to do with joe as far as arrests goes but joe was questioned and and there was um a non-truth that came out Mm. through the press which was joe as all all charges to do with joe have now been dropped Well, that wasn't the case because Joe was never charged or arrested for Operation Sheridan. Mm. But there were various people who have now been charged for that operation. But Joe was never really the main part of that investigation. Where Joe is still under investigation is Operation Aloft. Mm. Now, Operation Aloft uh, with Operation Venetic, I believe, are joined at the hip. Mm. But that's just me believing that, by the way based on my knowledge and understanding of the city and how it's uh, business people, uh, gangsters and politicians have amalgamated almost into one. Mm. Uh, But that's just my view. That's not one that's based on uh, people getting arrested for that.
0: There was some recent arrests for un- unnamed people as part of uh, Operation Aloft that I read in the Echo. Um, didn't say what it was, but they said it was an ongoing part of Operation Aloft, which tells me that police are still taking it serious if they're going through people's doors and, uh, and arresting them. But well,
1: there's a couple of things here. First of all, Operation Aloft uh, has probably cost the police around 10 million now. Uh, Operation Sheridan was up to six this mm. is far larger than operation Sheridan at some point through proceeds of crime pocket I think mean you had a bit of discussion yeah. about this last time where 50% of uh money's received goes it's to, it's to the government. pocket uh-huh. and the other 50% and yeah. we had a discussion <laughs> about that and I, and I and I and I understand how that gets distributed locally um in order for them to carry on doing their job and and I and I believe the streets are better off with more police on on mm. on, on the beat than that they're not and I'm, I think most people would, would believe that as well the problem was that 50% of that money comes to in my view an awful lot of money Yeah. so this is a problem for the people that were involved in Operation Aloft mm-hmm. I don't think the police are going to let this go mm-hmm. in, the deep, sa- in the same way that our politicians want to let it go of course it, but it's, it's like it feels like um Like you said, and I think
0: it's a really important point, for all of this alleged corruption that was going on in Liverpool City Council under Joe's watch, I guess as a citizen of Liverpool, a couple of questions I've got is, well, how did he get away with it? Because he couldn't have done it on his own. And if he didn't do it on his own, then that means there was a structure, uh, an institution, that allowed this corruption to happen and flow through the city council. What's being put in place to stop that from happening now? Or is the same structure and the same mechanisms that were operating under Joe's leadership, are they still in place? And, you know, is Joe just a scapegoat? Is it still going on behind the scenes? Well, clearly the the old
1: regime is still there. Yeah, Uh, I I think uh, Joanne Anderson, I don't think, well, I'm pretty confident, it's not non-corruptible. The team that you've put in place. Joanne
0: Anderson is the mayor that followed Jo Anderson. There's no, yeah, no relation. It's <laughs> such a strange, strange thing that isn't it? But, yeah. but yes,
1: um, so I, I don't think that the, uh, the new regime that sit at the top table uh, are as corruptible or as corrupt as the last, mm. but I do think that there is a member of that cabinet which has been caught doing exactly the same things since Joanne Anderson has taken over as mayor. But if I can just say that um, I do believe Joe Anderson uh, was the best leader we've ever had. Mm. I just think he, do- he got discoloured along the way uh, with, with the wrong friendships. And I think I said that last time on the podcast. I think Liverpool will miss a leader such as Joe. Mm. But we won't miss the clear fraud and corruption. Uh, the politicians that run the city now decided to do a vote on what regime we wanted as a council. Did we want it led by cabinet? Did we want it led by a leader? Or did we want it led by a mayor? Mm. It came in as 40% for mayor, 30% for... A leader no for cabinet and 20% for leader and the council picked the leadership model and the reason why they picked the leadership model is due to the fact that I think at the next election if there was to be a mayor they would have lost that election because okay. of the fraud well, let's get to that in a second because that's interesting on its own but so let's just clarify this so the
0: Labour Party uh, run it, had a Democratic vote amongst its members was it members no, or was the people, open, the open to the people of Liverpool and what kind of governing structure that the people of Liverpool would prefer mm-hmm. rather than, or, or to determine whether the model we have now yeah. is, is successful and the vote went against the decision they
1: made, is that yes. right? Yeah, so but what makes it even worse is the 40% that voted for the mayor would have been tarnished with Joe's leadership. Yeah. And the fact that they would have known that there is a definite negative in that leadership role. And even so, it had that definite negative. It still came out, came out as 40% mm-hmm. as opposed to <laughs> what was chosen, yeah. which is the leadership model, which only had 20 plus percent. Because
0: the leadership model is what we had before the mayor, wasn't it? So the, yeah. the council that yeah. had the majority in the council would mm-hmm. then um, appoint a leader from within. Yeah, and that was what was put to one side for the mayoral model yeah so now there's not going to be a mayoral model because that's because that's that's a big change from the last podcast we did and we mm. were talking about you know an independent being able to challenge mm. labor's hegemony over local politics mm. and it was a vulnerability for for mm. labor party because with this these allegations of fraud and corruption you know there's a likelihood that uh, a, a large chunk of the voter base mm. would choose another option whoever that may be uh, it was an independent you know running on this fraud and corruption platform now, you've been out there on multiple podcasts talking about this. Mm. And it seems quite um, coincidental that the Labour Party have decided to move against this mayoral model and back to the um, party leader. Mm. Yeah? Do you think that's trying to block any potential run from independent people trying to challenge their control and monopoly over the city? Of course
1: (laughs) So Let's just go on to um, Liverpool has a mayor at the moment Yeah That will be disbanded come May So that's the end of the mayor's office in Liverpool So Liverpool have already selected their new leader It's clear It's far more difficult For the people of Liverpool To vote for 85 New councillors, rather than voting for one single person, the last hopeful was Stephen Yip, Mm. who who came in second and done really really well. The criticism I have of that run is not as uh, on him in any way whatsoever. A real you know great stand-up guy was because he's such a nice guy, he never actually pierced through and Mm. told the people what was actually happening. And his main message was collaboration between all parties. Mm. When really what he should have been saying, I'm here to stop fraud and corruption. He might not have had the inside info that you've got, though. Oh, no, everyone knew. Yeah. Everyone knew. OK. So um, sometimes nice people shouldn't be in politics, and mm. he's a very nice person. I'm not saying, by the way, he shouldn't run again, and I'm not saying, by the way, that he shouldn't be... Well, he can't entangled. run again. It's over, isn't it? Well, but but he could be a leader. Mm. He could still be a leader. I mean, there, there is... There's no reason for anyone to control that position until the people of the city decides whether there should be a new party mm. that should run against uh, the Labour Party. And let's not forget the Lib Dems, at this moment in time, who are the opposition, don't actually have more than 30 names to fill 30 seats. So even on their best day, they need you know 43 to get control. They can't get control because they only have 30 names. So Labour, by default, could have a landslide
0: and have total control over the council and the monopoly power in Liverpool once again, despite all of these, you know, very valid. Incredible, persuasive allegations of fraud and corruption within the Labour Party in Liverpool, and I don't think anyone even denies it, do they? Really, but everyone knows what's going on. But it seems to me as if this move to move away from the Mayoral model is just to cover up, you know, cover up the, the the fraud and corruption that they've been at it in Liverpool. And they're doing an internal investigation. I mean, anyone knows that when you do an internal investigation, is that it's not going to reveal the truth to the outside people looking in. It's to cover up and mitigate the damage that's done from the allegations of fraud and corruption. And the Labour Party, you know, aren't going to be exposing the inner machinations and the, the workings of Liverpool City Council. And that's why I think, some re- is in some ways, Joe Anderson has been presented mm. as the scapegoat. Of you know, because if he goes down or mm. if he takes all of the damage, then people will less likely look at the Labour Party because they feel as if there's been a bloodletting or mm. they feel as if there's mm. been a broom sweeping clean. But I don't think that's the case. Is it? I think Keir Starmer has got tight control over what's happening in liverpool labour party but you know haven't we got external government ministers that are meant to be conducting this investigation into the council
1: uh, the government ministers are only there to look forward not to look back yeah um i think if we go wide the realm here if you look at what happened with the ppe uh, coronavirus uh, clearly there is fraud and corruption there clearly you mm. know uh, so that's conservatives now yeah. smeared and and hopefully proven one day of clear fraud and corruption now you've got the labor party now locally where money is spent uh, getting sort of tarnished with that brush at some point politicians in general mm. stop thinking about left or right blue or red and start saying actually politicians can't afford to have another smear on the other side of the fence because actually it's It's politicians who will suffer in general. Mm. So I think that's what we're seeing here now. I think the Conservatives don't wish to have the fight. They have allowed Labour Party to come in and clean up their own mess. Uh, And with that, nightfallers day, come May, uh, Labour Party will be the only party that can win. Uh, And don't forget, that will be delivered with only just... 15% 15% of the population Smart. voting for Labour Party. Yeah. So, 15% of the Liverpool population will vote for um, how this city is run for the next four years, based on the same criteria, based on the same rules, based on the same problems, based on friendships, gaining positions with no knowledge. So, it's not just about fraud and corruption. Mm. This is also about Liverpool ensuring that it makes the most of what it has delivered by the people with the knowledge mm. so uh, let's come away from fraud and corruption for a minute yeah. because you know th- that that drum's getting beat loud and clear um they, they'll will certainly be um documentaries done about this in the not too distant future irrespective of what goes on um with cover-ups within the political circles my argument is also and probably more so let's go to the future but yeah. actually the the solutions well the solutions are that we shouldn't go along just simply with the labour party we should be almost non-political and put into those positions the people who are best to serve those positions who understand those positions that there isn't a learning curve how many people ministers mps councillors run into positions where they have no knowledge beforehand and have to learn while running on the job Mm. which is extremely difficult and i don't think anyone is that intelligent that they have a learning curve or what in any in any business would be a five year learning curve before yeah. you truly understand and know what you're doing. So for um, a new leader to come in and then pick out his council of positions to run all the various areas, which are clearly failing by the way, you know, our, our, our children which are fostered or put into care, it now costs us 250,000 pounds per annum Mm. per child that's clearly too much and everyone knows that when there's a government contract or a a local council contract that's given out it's normally two or three times more than what it would be if it was in the business arena so it's about bringing that skill set to the fore and making sure that we're no longer getting ripped off as a city Mm. but we're actually making the most of our assets as well and not giving them away to friendships Mm. yeah because
0: that was one of the biggest things that came from speaking to you last time, because I hadn't really looked into it. Right? and I, I did look into it and I was like, wow, this is just it's too big. It, it's massive. Yeah. Mm. And uh, that's the problem with public money. Mm. It's public money. It's not your money. Right. So it's easy for you to spend, isn't it? It's mm. easy for you to give away because it's not yours. You haven't earned it. And no it. one's accountable. And no one's accountable. Mm. Yeah. And and I think the, the lack of transparency within Liverpool City Council and politics in general, mm. you know, it, it enables Corruption. It enables people to, um, you know, spend this money willy-nilly without thought of the consequences or any accountability. Uh, and I, you know, I don't know what the, the solution to that is, other than to reduce the amount of public money going in. You know, is lowering taxes better than raising taxes? Um, so, how would you go about? How, how do you think the best way forward for Liverpool as a city, in terms of? um increasing our prosperity mm. and our standard of living because right now due to the mass propaganda in the in the media we're beaten on a daily basis with this idea that you know it's either eat or freeze you know mm. the idea that across the living's creeping up, and you know what what can a council do about those things because ultimately that's what affects our lives isn't it it's not all this bullshit that they do in the background what, 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 what are your thoughts on that
1: but well normally the simplest solutions are the best yeah you start off with ensuring that the people in those positions who make the decisions on that spend are professionals in that field yeah we don't do that ours is based on friendships with no knowledge don't politicians
0: have like business consultants wouldn't they have someone to who is experienced within the field that they're spending that budget on to consult and give them
1: professional guidance on how to operate in that arena so, so clearly, uh, councillors come in as the representatives for the people. Yeah. So they've, they've voted into that position mm. and they're there as the uh, to ensure that not, no impropriety goes on. Mm. Uh, the officers that are employed by the council should be the professional people and uh, are, you know, and, and um, nobody. That the CEO of the council. That will um, sort of meander down from that. So the, but there'll be professionals in every single area that that, that are that are uh, employed to do that job. The problem is, is that there is, and I'm gonna use a word that I should never use, but there is a cancer Mm. within all government contracts and and all government fields. And we know for a fact that uh, government contracts uh, normally are two to three times X what it should be Mm. uh, in, in the normal standard sort of business world. And, and that's a fact. The problem is the councillors who are in that position, voted into that position, voted into that power, don't have the understanding and will caveat out those decisions to the officers mm. who are in that mire of acceptability because that's how it's run and has been for many years. You can transcend that onto the people of the city. People in the city will say, oh, corruption goes on all, all over yeah. the world.
0: isn't it just part of the system? Isn't the system itself corrupt?
1: Yeah, and, and, I, and I would agree with that. Yeah. But, you know, I do think Liverpool, you know, pool of life is the position and the place to, to start anew, mm. to turn this corrupt, broken system upside down and start again. To not keep on going on about triple da- trickle down politics, mm-hmm. but to go on bottom up politics. We ensure that we look after the most vulnerable first. People who need to be to, to live in heated accommodation with food mm. without the need to beg, without the need to go out on the streets. Yeah, I think Liverpool should be the first place and could be the first place. And isn't it strange that the timing has come to now where Labour Party are probably at its weakest based on its actions mm. uh, and it clearly hasn't put anything in place to stop. The thought of fraud and corruption because that mechanism as we said before is still there has been removed and i think if kia starman has let down the city is he didn't come in and take anyone's knees that lived underneath that table of joe anderson mm. away they, they've got to show that at least make an
0: effort to show that they're trying to clean it up rather than push it off into the distance and hope people just forget about it i mean because that confirms the allegations
1: doesn't it so so that's the problem isn't it yeah the more they find the bigger the trough yeah the more they've got to get out. or do you just glaze over it they've
0: got to throw a bone i mean maybe joe's the bone but i mean even it's not just the labour party is there's a recent story might have only been yesterday which unite the union which is the, the financier of the Labour Party mm. under Len McCluskey's watch? Is, there's now um, an investigation into a building that was bought for something like 90 million, wasn't it? And the cost of it's only 30 million. But uh, you can tell me the details mm. in a second. But what I read in, the, in that article yeah. was that it's now being put to the police as a criminal investigation. Is that, mm. you know, there was all kinds of corruption going on in the United Union?
1: Well, I, obviously, I, you know, I know exactly what that deal was all about. Um, it's nothing to do with Liberal City Council. It's it's to do with a union. Um, it was reported that the hotel is worth 27 million. Yeah. And they spent 112, still counting, on that building. I would argue that that 27 probably isn't worth that now in the middle of this depression recession that we're in now, but the is angle- Is the Union based in Liverpool or? Uh, Well, its head office is London. Right. Um, uh, and Len McCluskey is no longer
0: No, but Unite show. the
1: Union, fund the Labour Party So Unite the Union fund the Labour Party at two tune of 4 million a year Yeah. Len McCluskey ran the NEC which ran, runs all the nominations and Len McCluskey, in my view was the leader of the Labour Party yeah. and not Corbyn but that's not Liverpool. I mean, mm. yeah, it sins with Liverpool and it's to do with Liverpool business and whatever, but it's not Liverpool, it's mm. not Liverpool City Council and it's got nothing to do with Liverpool City Council. Liverpool City Council and how it's um, conducted itself has nothing to do with the union, apart from uh, the union did buy a car park and other bits and pieces. For 80k, <laughs> that was probably worth 2 or £3 million, pound, but, but still... But wasn't Lemma McCluskey in with Derek Hatton and he was in with Joe Anderson? They were all in bed together. The way, but that that hotel is nothing to do with Liverpool City Council. Okay. so it's not, it's not um, part of the investigation. It, it, I believe it's got its own investigation going yeah. on, but it's not part of the. Um, it's another investigation. Yeah, it's anoth- another yeah. one. But but and I just want to be very clear, it's nothing to do with councillors okay. or the mayor uh, in Liverpool. Mm. That's something totally separate. Okay,
0: so you know we we've got this total. Um, corruption we've got the cover-up we've got the move to disband the mayor's office to, uh, as a defensive action to prevent uh, independents coming in to actually clean up liverpool's uh, political system yeah and they've blocked that angle now mm-hmm. which makes it more difficult yes for independents to challenge Labour's monopoly over local politics but that doesn't mean it's impossible so what if if You know, we are to bring about political change in Liverpool. Mm -hmm. What are your ideas on how that is possible from, you know, an election point of view? How do you unseat Labour?
1: So, uh, I think you and I are the perfect example of us both feeling disenfranchised. Yeah. Disengaged. Our vote doesn't count. We have different ideas. What's the point? What's the point? And we've carried that same view pretty much all our lives. Mm. So it's speaking to people like us, the 85 percent, the forgotten, mm. the people that don't get involved and letting them understand the truth of what's transpired. To let the people of the city know that our pol- politicians voted to power by the people have been stealing the food out of our children's mouths because 30 percent of our children are still born below the poverty line. Mm. And we still scream from the rooftops about the government. And yes, I'm sure the government can do more. And yes, I'm sure they're a fault on many other things. But let's not bring that into the equation. Let's just look at our local governance and what they have done. They have ensured that money and properties have gone to friendships. That's a fact. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to dwell on that, mm. but it's a fact. How do we take our city from this point now forward? And the only way to do that is to get the disengaged, disenfranchised, the people who don't feel like their voice counts, to get them to be rallied together, get them off that couch and ensure that they wish to and want to vote. But what would they vote for? Are are you, are you talking about an
0: idea of an alternative political party to challenge Labour in an election or challenge Labour and the Lib Dems? Yes. Okay.
1: So I believe Liverpool, and the people of Liverpool, let's say there's 500,000 people. Mm. So the 85% of the 500,000 people, which is what, 425,000, can now be approached to bring a voice together based on anger, on how they have been mistreated by the political powers that are in power and will be in power in order for us to bring in a skill set based on the best of what we have and not based on the friendships of what we have Mm. to bring about our own prosperity. So instead of us wanting to gift away our assets for naught to our friendship, which has clearly just happened, we then never sell an asset ever again. At this moment in time, we gift away assets for a pound because apparently the developer is at risk, even though in order to give it away for a pound, the council and the council officers would understand exactly what that property was going to be used for. Therefore, because they're also in charge of the plan of permission, they can then apply at least 20,000 pounds in valuation to every single unit that's gained plan of permission. So there's 100 units Mm -hmm. on this piece of scrap land that was sold for a pound. It's then worth two million pound later on. If you follow the Nolan principles, which all councils should abide by. They have to always gain top of the pyramid best value. We have never gained best value and we have never contracted up any issues with that developer at a later stage, i.e. you have this site, you've been given it for a pound, we get, you know, you, you know, in some way that you are at, uh, you, you've got an issue or might have an issue or you might have funding problems, whatever it may be. But at some point, there needs to be a flag in the sand when you, when you must deliver that site. And if you don't, we clawed it back with the plan of permission, and that value becomes ours or a percentage of that com- becomes ours. That has never happened. That's a basic standard process within all councils. We didn't take it on board. Because we've used delegated powers, which is a flimsy way to get mm-hmm. th- something through council process mm-hmm. and not the counter process which we should have adhered to. So, on that basis, <coughs> we could use it, and I've used this in the last um, podcast we should be just like Singapore. Singapore. Uh, 40 years ago, third world country, now it's the third best country to live in because they never sold an asset and they developed it out with the people of the, the country gaining the best value, gifted out and distributed out to the government, to the people and now per capita per person they have much more value on their heads than what we do it's crazy isn't it you know we
0: i remember during joe's reign that you'd hear him moan consistently about the budget deficit Mm-hmm. That people were going to have to struggle because they didn't have enough money in the budget, mm-hmm. or that people's council tax were going to go up and that affects poor people. When they were letting millions, they were squandering millions mm-hmm. in giving away assets of the city mm-hmm. without generating the, the, the income that those assets mm-hmm. could generate. They were just letting it go, you know, giving it away. You know, when they could have been, you know, charging millions for them. So it, it feels to me as if you know, there's a lot more that competent management of Liverpool City Council could do in terms of a real change of people on the ground in the you know poor deprived areas of Liverpool but I think this idea that you've talked about here which is starting a of an alternative political party that's really exciting because that's quite a development from um one man standing alone in the mayoral Um, contest because even if you won as an independent you'd still be an independent with a Labour council below you wouldn't you, to a large degree so I think this is a, a, a an exciting development because it gives an opportunity to build a bit of a movement rather than just one man taking on the system. So, so tell us more about that. I mean, have you, have, have you got any ideas about moving that forward? Is this, is this just in your head at the moment or is this something that we're going to hear more and more about from Lawrence Kenwright over the, the next coming weeks,
1: coming months? So is the glass half full or half empty? So I'm a half full guy. So I don't necessarily see the past as an enormous negative it is a negative of course it is Mm. but it is also a catalyst to change and we all know the system here has failed Mm. Uh, so what is that catalyst and how does that work well we now understand totally what's just gone on it might not have been proven with charges or arrests yet but it is clear what's happened and it is clear when joanne anderson the the sitting mayor says you know Well, she is appalled yeah. by what went on. She stated that, and she put that in the echo. Uh, I do believe that this city can go on to greater things. Mm. Whether it's me, um, I, I, I don't think it probably will be me. I, I think it should be uh, democratically placed between well, the, the, new the, leader of, the
0: sh- of a new
1: of a new party. Yeah, so it. it, it Look, I've, I'm coming with an idea which yeah. brings together many separate factions in together as one, almost against the Labour Party mm. because of the way it's treated. The people have voted into power. So I'm a coalition,
0: not, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, but I'm
1: not saying that's me, I, I, and I and I am not a politician. You mm. know, I I am saying that um, I do think there will never be a better time now to turn over that apple cart and turn it in our direction as the people with the bottom of politics. Let's not forget Labour Party here is controlled totally by the Labour Party London Ivory Tower. Mm. Why am I saying that? Well, because the nominations that are getting picked now for next May are picked with a nomination of one, Mm. which means the local members of which I am one can now no longer pick the person that's going to represent me in the area that I live. It's even more centralized? Well, it's not democratic either. No. Because those those members are there to ensure that they pick, based on their local knowledge, the person who's best placed with the best local knowledge to look after the interests of the people who live in that area. Mm. Now we have a single person mm. And I won't mention her name, who comes in and dictates who that person is going to be, irrespective of the view of the members of the local party. Mm. So now Labour Party are no longer, in my view, locally democratic. It is hell bent on a view based on London and not on Liverpool. And I think in order for Liverpool to understand its own problems, it has to be dealt with by people who were born and bred here that doesn't mean to say that we can't have a politician who's born in a different country comes over here Mm. but what i am saying i understand the system of liverpool better than anyone an outsider will ever understand it Mm. because it's part of my dna and and i care 10 times deeper Mm. than an outsider would Mm. fact now they may disagree with that i don't Mm. so my desire to look after my city and the people of this city i think runs far deeper than than it would be with them now well, the you're next not leader, going anywhere are you no but the next leader wasn't born here but great he's chose to live here that's fantastic but he wasn't born here no. and i think in order to sort out our problems we need to understand bottom-up politics first mm. so we need to deal with the problems of drugs And what that creates and the issues that creates the problem that you know a mum hasn't got a husband and therefore has a singular wage or not a wage and is more worried about rats coming through a back door and and feed the kids and 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 will she put the bed the kids to bed at half past four because she can't afford to give them an evening meal Mm. these are the situations that i know liverpool councillors understand but I also believe that there is part of our movement in Liverpool, which now has been taken away from us. Is that because we're not trusted? Well then if it's not, not that, then what is it? Mm. Why aren't we allowed to pick out who our next Labour councillors are going to be? And part of that is me saying I don't like um, a, a, an ivory tower in London with a nice posh accent telling me what I can and cannot do, albeit I'm not at the table. I would like to be at the table. Mm. And I would like to bring people of knowledge to that table. Mm. And I would like to create our own company, our own business Mm. to generate our own profits. So we can uh, look after the most vulnerable without being anchored by grant funding, which already gets given out to friendships Mm. based on that labor ticket. I think everything needs to stop and start again. But if we had our own money, we can go out and take those sites that were so freely given out to friendships to now be developed by our own business in a Gandhi style where no one ever looks at us, you know, the, the new party or whatever that may be, in any way being um, fraudulent or, or or not allowing people to see behind the veneer, a total open, openness and transparency. And at the end of a couple of years, when the first sites are done, we can say there's 100 million. That 100 million gets shared out between the 30 wards. That's three million pounds per ward per year. That's 60K, 60,000 pounds a week to be distributed out by the new councillors, in order to ensure that those communities stay intact, in order to ensure that that youth center is opened up again, in order to ensure that that youth center becomes a conduit to jobs and not to selling drugs on the street. These are the uh, issues that I think need to be dealt with and clearly haven't been. The Labour Party's been in power for 12 or 13 years. Has it done us any favours? Well, clearly not. Cool. Great to have ideas and
0: especially inspirational ideas because that's what gets people going. But it wouldn't be the first independent party to challenge the Labour Party's monopoly in Liverpool. There's been previous examples and maybe they're trying to be too similar to the Labour Party, but the Labour Party are an election machine, they know how to win, and they do so with just 15% of the vote, which shows how little people are interested in local politics, because they think, what's the point? It's either all corrupt or, you know, nothing's gonna change anyway, so why do I even need to bother going out and doing a vote? Me personally, I wouldn't even know how to vote in a local election, literally, I mean, I'm not on the electoral register, (laughs) right? So I think it's great having this vision and you need the vision in order to build any type of movement. But in terms of tactically, how would you go about overturning Labour's winning election demographic? What would you do? Because we had a meeting recently, didn't we, in, uh, in Liverpool. We just met up for a coffee and a chat and a catch-up and, and we had a good good conversation and we were talking about this podcast and just out of the blue, we were talking about this this subject, actually. We were mm. talking about what would you do in terms of getting the vote out. And um, We were in the middle of this chat and this, this lad came up and he just wanted to speak to you about saying... Uh, we, he was uh, a load of respect for you and what you were saying about the city and and he went advo for you <laughs> and it was brilliant because we were just talking about that topic at that moment in time and he just came over independently and said that I was like wow okay well maybe that's that's how you do it and um, what are your thoughts on I know I'm not going to box you in here with, mm. with giving me your you know mm. vision of how you do it. What, what ideas have you got in terms of how to get the vote out to vote for a new political party against um, what is tribal loyalty in political parties? Do you vote for the Labour Party because your dad or your mum voted for them? Or, you know, that's the only thing that you think is possible in Liverpool? That's, I think, the biggest obstacle and challenge that any new independent party faces
1: in Liverpool. OK, so um, the older you go in age, the more you will find will vote for Labour in Liverpool. The younger you go, the more disengaged. Mm. We need to ensure that what has happened in the past is now coming out as factual. We need to make sure that everyone understands and knows exactly what's transpired over the last 10, 13 years. We need to wind up the people as much as we possibly can in order for them to gain the desire to go and find out how to vote but then we also need to make sure that the 85 people if we're lucky enough to get 85 people yeah who want to come to the fore are there as the conduits of understanding on one how to vote so you need 85 people to stand in each yes. ward during the no, election no, no. you need 85 uh, 85 people to stand in total and you need of that you would need 43 to be elected in order for you to then lead the council now i'm not saying that i want to be leader yeah i'm saying that i want to be involved in the development of the party in order to gain no development of the sites in order to gain what i'm going to aim at which will be 100 million pounds a year to be gifted back to the wards of the city because it is factually known that liverpool has been city center centric Mm for the whole of the period of the regeneration Joe Anderson's yeah. um, dominance and rule. I'm not saying he was wrong, by the way. Mm. I'm not saying he's wrong at all. First of all, you get your lead brand dealt with. Liverpool now is an amazing city. It's, it's gone from uh, rags to riches mm-hmm. and done really well. I also believe that during that period all of the wards were left and bereft of any funding. This initiative is about ensuring that we go out now to those wards. Mm. Which are desperately deprived. But we make sure that we bring in the funds from the assets, which will probably be mostly derived from the city centre, but then equally disputed. There's 30 wards. Alan won't need that much They've had enough. City Centre doesn't need that much. You know, there'll be various areas that won't need. Egbert might need that much. But there'll be various areas like Walton, like Everton, places like that which will need an awful lot. I
0: think one of the key ideas that you've got with this new party, and I think it's interesting, is that um, Liverpool can generate its own income. And it can generate its own income from the... um, Use of its public assets and mm-hmm. its building projects and its developments, and then what you're saying is that money that's generated from those projects can be distributed amongst the most deprived areas of mm-hmm. Liverpool. Is that kind of one of the key ideas that you've got for this? Yeah. So, so Liverpool's rich,
1: yeah. Uh, but if you if you look at um, what's happened over the last couple of years, you would say we were extremely poor. And if you said you looked at some of the wards, we are extremely poor in the realms of Europe. Mm. Some of the poorest wards in Europe. But actually, we have 15,000 properties as a council and we own an immeasurable amount of land. That every single piece of land that before was given away for North, it, once armed with Planet Mission, is worth an enormous amount of money. Mm. I'm saying that we never gift that away again. I'm saying that we develop it ourselves and I'm saying that that money should go right into the most vulnerable wards. Mm. I don't. So what's happening now? Nothing, any, any developments, the skill the set isn't just owned. To sell on the land to yeah, somebody it, else it, it, to make it, their own money from it. It, it, it is known by the council, council don't understand how to, how to get anything off the ground, mm. they, they are fearful of it, or they would rather not get involved and just give it up to friendships. That's what's happened in the past. Now what's happening is, is worse than ever, and, and this is where we do miss a mayor model, because a mayor would cut through the bullshit mm. and make sure that he got it over the line, and that's where we do miss Joe Anderson, for a fact. Our planning has gone from on average thirteen weeks mm. to now two years,
0: so maybe poor Joe's been wrongfully maligned, maybe he was the you know the energy and, and the the
1: drive that Liverpool needed. I will be the first to defend Joe best yeah. maybe we've ever had yeah just got taken down the wrong path, best maybe we've ever had. We should never get rid of the main uh, uh, role model yeah um, that that person has the power and the strength one you know ultimate power corrupts absolutely absolutely fact Uh, but it's the person that was the issue not the position Mm. that position would ensure that the planners who are now too scared now to make a decision or want to make the bar so high that it's almost impossible to get over that bar because the costs Mm. that uh, need to be uh, applied are almost as great as the value at the end which means no one's going to ever do it Mm. all developments need to have a 30 percent margin there at least to start out with. And that gets eroded with additional costs. Our problem is, if you've got £10 million to invest into Liverpool in a development, because of the period of planning, and how long it takes to get planning, and let's just say that £10 million is costing you 8% or 9% a year now, which it probably will do, and you know you're going to be stuck in a queue for two years, that's £1.8 on your £10 million that you've just lost Mm. during the planning process. So you're not gonna do that, are you? You're gonna go to a city which is saying, Come on guys. Yeah place your money here, but will get plan on within 13 weeks, which actually is what Joe done at the start. Mm. And that's where he was amazing, by the way. But business friendly can
0: also mean to me is what you're saying to developers. Look, you can make as much money as you want here. We're not gonna take it from you. No. So the
1: people of the city don't actually mm. see it. No, so look, Liverpool has an awful lot of land and, and buildings which are owned privately, which can be sold to developers to bring them into the country. What I'm saying is, mm. for, in, in aid of openness and transparency and the fact of what's just gone on, we should, as a city, take on that Singapore model and say, now this is adopted by Liverpool City Council. We no longer sell anything. And if we do, we only sell it when it's got planning permission. We never sell I see, yeah. land without, without planning permission. And with that then, we can then quite easily value. And with that value, you can discount that value if you wish, yeah. because you really like that developer or really like that site. But it is all on a website. It is all there to be seen. Yeah. And it isn't cloak and dagger. I have spent the last two and a half years looking at FOIs not being delivered by the council. Mm. They have broken the law on numerous occasions because they know if they tell the truth, it actually is putting a knife into their own throat. About what? On any on any developments that have gone on 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 building on development how it's happened uh, what transpired uh, what what was the cost paid what was the CPO process how much did they pay why did they sell it the next week why did they sell it for less than what they paid for it all these <laughs> so you've been through that one haven't you <laughs> all all these transgressions are there are there yeah. to be seen but can't be proven mm. because the FOIs have not been answered mm. and that's another reason for uh, the commissioners to take more control mm. because that hasn't been delivered. But now, because the Labour Party is looking after the Labour Party. Mm. So, you know, the inmates have got the keys to the cells. close the doors as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not going to want to answer the FOIs because of what's gone on in the past. Of course.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so let's move back to the, to the political party. Because that's what really interests me is that, um, is how you're going to bring that about. So you need to bring in 85 people mm-hmm. to represent the party or the, the the liverpool during the next next local elections when when is the next election what what time frame are you looking at well it, it,
1: what we're about to see in may is yeah. something that we haven't seen here in so my in, may in, in may my lifetime next time. big elections yeah so normally what happens is one third the elections yeah. are, are every year and a fourth year out so, um, so that because so, so there's
0: three councillors per ward. So there's always one of those. There's always one, yeah, being uh, elected. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Apart from now, this May, every single council position is up wow. for grabs. So they're all up for grabs. So that means a if once you, in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. That means that you have 85 beacons as in yeah. 85 councillors, who are all, you know, beaten to the same drum of um, stop fraud and corruption. Yeah. New dawn. Uh, those councillors won't be bullied mm. uh, in the same way that people get bullied now when the Labour councillors clearly come after you and it, it clearly stated in Mass Report how they uh, created that uh, their bullying antics and how they have uh, caused the demise of individuals I am the perfect example mm. of that I got bullied, I got beaten up, I got battered because mm. I stood against the council in a naive manner I'm not naive anymore, you know, is there? No, no. Um, <laughs> because still there. because you know that creative fire in my belly, and I think someone said to you today that I have an axe to grind here. Mm. Yes, um, I want to stop fraud and corruption. Yes, I want to ensure that the same people that have supported that fraud and corruption are no longer there or not in, in that powerful position to ensure that it continues on. It doesn't mean to say. That I want to hurt anyone. You've heard me in this podcast now stating two or three times how great Joe was. Mm. I don't have an axe to grind with Joe Anderson. Well, he's gone anyway, hasn't he? Exactly, and right. I don't wish. Um, but an axe to grind gives you some motivation it, Look, in, this, in, in, in the sense that, you know, that's motivating you to do okay, this. Isn't the, it? the axe to grind here is I believe that this has been done for a reason. Yeah. I believe the 85% that have never voted before now have a unique reason to get off that bloody couch and, and go an and vote yeah. Yeah. And, and yet the same fire in my belly I will enlighten theirs because we can make a difference yeah. in the pool of life we can make people believe that Liverpool can be the start of something brand new so I guess, then, I guess then in
0: some ways this podcast today this conversation we're having is almost an appeal to people from Liverpool who are watching this that may Share values and, and principles and, and ideas similar to yours, and they want to bring about change in Liverpool, but they don't know how. Uh, and they could, you know, become a part of this new party, this new movement, this this new idea, and come and join the, you know, the, the, what it is that you're doing, it, and stand in
1: uh, as a councillor in, in May. Because you need bodies, don't you, right now? You, you, you do. So, I, I'm not saying I'm the leader of that party. No, but you're the one that's got the energy that's driving it at the moment, haven't you? And there are other people out there and, yeah. and there are plenty of other people that, that we're speaking to who who may be uh, leaders, who may, who may take control of the party, who may want to take it on. My ego doesn't put me in that front post. Mm. My knowledge puts me in a place of delivering. Mm-hmm. I want to deliver what I know I can do. I know I can deliver buildings. I know I can deliver X amount every year to the most vulnerable and I really want to make sure that I'm concentrating on that position. Uh, I, I don't really know whether my best position would be to, to lead because I've never led before. Mm. Yes, I've got Tenacity, yeah, I've got Drive. Yeah, yeah, Well, you've led the company. I, I think I'm intelligent enough yeah. to, to, go, to go and do that post. I think I have um, learned the process of, of, of politics over the last two or three years. Some would say baptism batters of fire. Absolutely, I feel I could do it, but I don't think I could do both. Mm. So um, if you ask me what would I prefer to do, I would prefer to just be left to deliver 100 million a year to the people of this city to ensure that there are no gaps, to ensure that we're not going to a begging bowl, to a Conservative Party, that actually pours scorn on everything that we do. Of course. Uh, and uh, you know, probably don't really want us to rise through. Mm. You know, It's probably a negative for the Conservatives to see um, what has been a left-wing, ran, uh, almost view in a city which they obviously are the opposite to. mm mm-hmm. I believe that if we can pull this together, it isn't about me being a leader, it is about who wants to be leader, who can that be, and, you know, it's based on the councillors that win their positions, because if they don't win their positions, if we don't get 43 of them in, in place, then really we, there is no party because it'll just be a load of independence. Yeah, it, it will carry weight, but if Labour Party have 43 positions, that means that we will never get anything through. So Labour Party needs 43 43- uh,
0: seats in order to claim a majority. Yes. And then any new party needs to have forty-three themselves. Yes. Right. Yeah. And you need eighty-five people to stand. Is that to cover every ward? Yes. Yeah. So um, I guess the you know the success of this project it comes down to people, doesn't it? About people. Getting off their arse and being involved in the party, first of all, right? Of, of wanting to give their time and ability and skill set to stand as a councillor <laughs> in the Liverpool local elections in May mm. under the banner of what it is that you're suggesting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how would people go about joining them? Leave a little message at the end of this podcast. Okay. And we'll get in touch. Okay. So, people who are interested in being a part Leave of a it. message. Yeah, they can just mm. begin by giving you a. Uh, but but it, it isn't me on my own. No, of course not. But you're just at the moment you're the one that's vocalising it
1: on yeah, this yeah. podcast, for at least. Mm. Have you got a name for the party yet? We have. Okay. <laughs> not yet. Hold that all back. <laughs> because yeah. because th- this is a democratic process based on uh, various um, people who are probably more knowledgeable than me in politics. Mm who need to be brought to the table, who have been brought to the table, but actually we we need to bring uh, more people to the table. And in a democratic manner, we need to decide what that's going to be called. I know what I want to call it, it, but it's not my party. It's the People's Party. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's the name there. There you go. (laughs) You just let that one leak there by mistake, didn't you? (laughs) Well, the point being that it mightn't be called that. It could be called that. Mm. That's for the various people that come to the table to decide Uh, what that should be so this is very much an embryo this Mm. is uh, an amazing position based on what I believe is a a local uh, government that has been brought to account Mm. Uh, I don't understand or know how severe that's going to be I do believe personally it will be severe I do believe the police are going to create uh, uh, charges and arrests but I'm Mm. not privy to that and I don't know that all I know is there's enough out there to I don't think it matters if they do or they don't but, but there's enough out there to state people of the city please understand what's going on Yeah. we all understand that people can be guilty mm. but not found guilty in court mm. but we know they've done the act so, I believe that there are various people within the system which are extremely clever. I'm not going to name any names, yeah. but people have been to court before and got away with it mm. in the same realm, in the same position. These people are very clever, very intelligent. I respect them for mm. the intelligence. Mm. It doesn't mean they didn't do it mm. because they don't get charged or arrested or don't go to court. We know what's gone on. It's all about, though, then reporting that in a factual manner to the people of the city to ensure that they have the same fire belly as i i'm giving you giving them an
0: option because that's the problem isn't it with this democratic there process one. there is there no option yeah one. and when there's no option not only is that uh, it drives apathy yeah. right and it drives demoralization yeah they want they want you to think they've got the chokehold they've got the monopoly they want they they know that they can count on that 15 percent every time because it's like um you know it's it, people who vote in local elections at this point in time they are party members they are committed to the cause they're the ones that get up and go vote in local elections i don't know anyone that votes at local elections so you, that's i think that's the biggest challenge it's the biggest obstacle any new idea has to, has to overcome is how you get out the vote right and i think. Th- doing things like this definitely going to help. You know, but that's going to be, you need to peel off some Labour supporters, I think. You know, people who are disaffected with the Labour Party and want new ideas or, and want to give someone else a go. But also, you've got all of those people, a bit like Trump did, didn't he, with his MAGA movement, is that a lot of people who voted for Trump had never voted in their lives. They'd yeah. never been near a ballot box. Mm-hmm. And he was able to motivate that base to, to the degree where he got them to go out and vote and I think you've got to try and tap into that kind of uh, consciousness
1: within Liverpool um, the city is mm. to get them out so I think we need to step back first if Labour Party came out tomorrow yeah. and said we know our frailties we apologise for what's gone on uh, we will ensure that the team that sat within Joe's regime is no longer there. Yeah. And we apologize. You'd have a hard job then. I think. Well, I'd almost rally behind them. Yeah. I am a Labour member. Yeah. I'll probably be banned from Labour after this. Is there
0: any route back for the Labour Party in Liverpool?
1: So I believe if Labour came out tomorrow and apologised for their indiscretions, apologised for fraud crutching, and absolutely opened the book, so the FOIs were all answered, so we understood exactly what's going on. And we say that was the oldest of the new, and everyone that sat within Joe's world, his cabal, were gone and and a, a new bloodstream came in to take over with new ideas and push forward you know as a Labour member I would probably back it myself and, mm. and, and I would say well you know that's good enough I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that there's no need to then create a new party there's no need to go against th- this regime but they haven't mm. and uh, I, I think I'm calling them out to do that I'm yeah. asking them please come out tell us chapter and verse what's going on admit to it all and let's move on as a city, and then at least we Because what are just covering it up at
0: the minute, aren't they? They're not really dealing of with course. the issues. Unless you think that, do you think that they will have a change of heart as the closer we get to May? Or do you need something like what you're talking about, as
1: a new party to challenge them
0: in order for them to, you know,
1: make those moves? Their places deny, deny, deny. Yeah. You know, and in time, um, people will forget, mm. and it will just move on. And night will follow day. I don't want that to happen because I I think when things like this happen, uh, they need to be measured and understood in order for history not to repeat itself. Mm. And we do know that ultimate power corrupts absolutely because it's happened right the way through history. Since time immemorial, these things have happened. And what I'm stating is, in order for that not to happen again, we need to make sure that the people who created that indiscretion actually are brought to account mm. in whatever form. By the way, I don't want anyone to go to jail. don't want anyone to get into any huge trouble. But I do think it needs to come out. And I do think the people of the city need to understand in order for them to trust again. Mm. Now, if that happened, I would happily run behind Labour Party locally. And, and I would ensure that the people did as much as I possibly could. But I don't think that's going to happen, and I do believe that the city is going to meander downwards. Mm. Uh, we now have no investment coming in because of the planning process and how long it is. Mm. Um, we now have to plant a tree with every single apartment that we gain planning for, which is eight hundred pounds, but a tree only costs two pounds to plant. You know, um, uh, uh, we have so much more costs Just waste applied to know? business. Yes. You know, like the hotel sector waste. We're sector hit in business in the worst hit economy in Europe. Mm. And we've now got a third layer of taxation coming to us locally Mm. at a time when we need help. You know, everyone now is talking about uh, hotel accommodation going downwards, coming up to one of the strongest periods being Christmas. And there is an in battle amongst hotels with their rev actually their price per room. And that's going. That's tumbling down. Mm. People are struggling in this sector, and yet we get told that the hoteliers, which I'm not part of, but the hoteliers have made a decision on on, on you know for everybody about a new taxation, uh, which is a, an, another level of, of rates in, in effect. So th- these things that that are going on are based on friendships, based on a mini tribalism. Mm. Which has never been brought to account. Mm. And even though it's created the worst dynamic you could ever think of, which is fraud and corruption, actually, night follows day, Mm. there's no issue. And all I'm asking for is openness and transparency. Bring it all to the fore. Don't wait for the police to arrest in charge. Mm. Why, why do you want to do that? Just come out and state what's going on. We can then all rally together as scousers and pull behind. Mm. But I don't think that's going to happen. And because that isn't going to happen, I think there's a need for the new political party to go up against the transgressions of an old one. Well, I think that the idea of a new
0: political party is, is, is good. I think regardless of whatever the Labour Party say, I wouldn't believe I wouldn't believe them to tell me at the time, but it's like on a national level. We we need new parties as well or, or a new idea because you know this tory government is obviously outrageously corrupt and running this country into the ground but but you think Keir Starmer's Labour Party is going to do any better, I mean that's another Do you think Keir Starmer's Labour Party? No, that's, that's, that's what, well, again we're only presented with this false choice you know, the, the Labour Party look like they're going to get in and remove Sonak, um, Sonak from power with a massive majority, maybe a majority bigger than Tony Blair And at least Tony Blair had some charisma but you know, Keir Starmer's got all the charisma of a dead cat but it's, but it's like, so we're only presented with these false choices in order for these people to rule it over us, and I think ideas like a new party, a challenge to the hegemony of this two-party system, can only be a good thing. And I think you, you should do it. <laughs> well, will Starmer is Blair. Yeah. So. But he doesn't have the personality of Blair, and that's what
1: Blair's same thing policies. Was. Then. Oh, yeah, he's he's just his protege. He's he's mm. right of left. Yeah. So, and I've got no issue with that, by the way, mm. at all. And he's a very stable individual he's um, not a stable genius though is he, <laughs> he he's obviously a genius <laughs> he had the cps yeah and, and yeah. now about to be the prime you know the, he, mm. he obviously has something and some steely edge to him because he's become uh, the top of his arena twice don't forget head of the cps his connections are unbelievable mm. he's the most powerful man in this country mm. Sonic isn't mm. Keir Starmer is Now he's the most powerful man in this country. He is connected beyond that of a politician. I don't think he makes any independent decisions. I think he's told what to do. And that may be the case. But but what I'm saying is an extremely powerful individual Mm. who you wouldn't want to cross because of his connections. Mm. So let's just say Liverpool is the pool of life. Mm. Maybe this is the pebble that becomes that tidal wave where the political system gets turned over in a very small corner of the UK. Mm. And because of the policy that we bring to the table and the clear win for the people of the city by ensuring that we bring funding that isn't anchored in a normal way and isn't anchored by the friendships that we've always seen, maybe this new system that gets brought actually can then be taken up by other councils based on how well it's Portrayed how well it, it 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 works, and I I, I believe that this maybe from a a glass half full perspective has happened for a reason. Okay, so before we wrap this
0: up, mm-hmm. let's just focus in again on what you talked about there because I think this is central to your whole idea, isn't it? Is that this new system, mm-hmm. and this new system, do you mean about how? Cities can become more financially autonomous yes. and generate their own income through running business no. rather than just distributing public funds. Is, is that what you say is the central idea
1: of this political party? So, the devolution of powers, um, I mm-hmm. absolutely agree with. I, I don't believe. Ivory tower politics should be there. I don't think London. Uh, as uh, you know it's a powerhouse london you know brings in an awful lot of uh, of the economy for the uk you know we 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 live off the money what london brings in but i don't think it should be involved in politics locally and to have the pier strings held by one part of the country and the decisions which have to go and beg for those pier strings to be opened up i think is something that doesn't really work well so it would be great to have those pair strings in with the same people that make those decisions on how those, uh, that those monies are distributed. So devolution of powers, I absolutely agree with. Um, we've, we're taking a back step now as a city. Yes, we have the and Steve Rotherham, but the powerhouse within that regime is Liverpool City and Liverpool City Centre will be the pinnacle of that powerhouse. The money that we could generate from Liverpool mm. is enormous based on um, its world brand. A lot of people argue with me over this all the time, but I've been all over the world, you know, Shanghai, Gang Gangzhou, uh, Shen, all these places. And whenever you speak about Liverpool, Liverpool is known because of the Beatles, because of Liverpool FC. Mm. Manchester's not as well known, even yeah, though yeah. Manchester is the capital of the North. So Liverpool's branding is enormous. All we have to do is ensure that we, one, change the narrative, you know, this is not a corrupt city, this is an amazing city, great place to bring your families, great great place to start your business off. We need to sing to the four corners about, it's a safe haven for bringing your investment. Mm-hmm. And then we need to make sure that we develop for, um, uh, for companies ourselves and, and those developments, all of the funds go back in to the local communities. Now, um, you look at Dubai, uh, you look at um, Dublin. So no, you look at Dublin. Dublin deemed as a huge success. Why is it a huge success? It's because its taxation went down to 15%, which meant that all the main huge companies of the world Facebooks, um, Instagrams, um, yeah. YouTube, everyone put their head office for Europe in Dublin. Dublin. Well, that. Done two things. One, it raised the economy up so far, where the price is then raised to meet that. So now it's almost as expensive to live in Dublin as what it is in London. Yeah. So we would say that was a huge success, but it's not to the local community because now the local community can no longer live there because they can't afford to be there. So the new system that we'd employ would be that yes, we will develop out our own units, Uh, but if you've lived here for ten years then you can get 25% off those mm. units and that's 25% off as so long as you stay here for five years you can cash in later on which means then there's an anchor for you to stay within the city and means that you can afford to still be here mm. whereas in Dublin no one can afford to be there anymore mm. so what is deemed as successful by the hierarchy the one percent is one thing what is deemed by the local community actually is a failure mm. okay cool okay well
0: it sounds like it's uh it sounds like it's a really interesting project quite exciting and uh i'm gonna definitely uh, keep my on it and keep chatting to you about it when's the next big date in the calendar that people need to keep an eye open for in relation to uh this project january january okay and then the elections are in may that's right okay um so we're gonna wrap this up okay before we do if anyone's watching this Mm -hmm. and they're really interested in everything that we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. and you've motivated them not only to get out and vote, but also to support what it is you're doing, Mm -hmm. how can they get involved? If they just leave their email Yeah, have you not got anywhere to send it at the moment? Just
1: email there, I'll pick it up from there, and then I'll answer it personally. Okay, and where can people find you online, Lawrence? Uh, I'm on Law Kenwright on Instagram, and that's the only thing that I do yeah I don't do anything else okay so have you got any final words before we finish I think for all the people that have always felt their vote was worthless that they would just meander to the beat of someone else's drum I think it's time for you to stand up and be counted I think it's time for you to get off that couch Mm. I think it's time for you to ensure that you are part of a movement that makes a change to not only your children but their children's children and I think Liverpool is the perfect place for change
0: Lawrence Kenwright thanks for coming on once again I look forward to our next one thank you cheers mate